welcome to Inside the Disney Vault. This is the podcast where we went through all the Disney animated features, we went through all the Pixar features, and now we're doing decoms. I'm Claire. I'm Oscar. And I'm Rachel. <sighs> that was decoms. Uh, it didn't sound like I said decoms, but that's what I said. <laughs> oh, I uh, heard decoms. Oh, okay. okay I, th- I thought I like swallowed it and said it weirdly. But anyway. Um, I heard doms. <laughs> Dub, doms. <laughs> Uh, so now we're back, we're back in the decom vault. We took a little bit of a detour, but we back, we're back and we're back to a familiar sort of spot. So we are. Yeah. Different Mm -hmm. time as Hamilton. I think we hit our time machine a little too in the future. Um, yeah, we overcorrected. We did. For sure. Because I'm seeing a lot of, um, A lot of peas in the cafeteria food. Peas? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm seeing what look like, remember those little Garmins that were like navigational systems for cars? But they're not Garmins. They're personal data pads. Like a GPS. Like a GPS. Ah. Garmin is a... Is a is it's a, a brand. Brand. <laughs> yeah. Garmin, or what was it? It's like a Toto something. Anyway, I'm getting off track. What do you see, Rachel? <laughs> um, I see uh, a bunch of people that don't look like themselves. <laughs> exactly. So we are Well, clearly... one in particular, I think. Well, three people. <laughs> three. Oh, three. Oh, okay. I mean, obviously, we're talking about... Xenon, the sequel. Oh boy, y'all. Okay, let's get into some smart housekeeping about Xenon, the sequel. Welcome to 2001, everyone. We made it. January, what? 2001 Space Odyssey, and here we are in space. You know, know, you could still, in a movie... Run to the gate of an airplane and say, no, don't go. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's true. And just for a little for while sure, longer. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. So um, this is our 25th decom. That's insane. 25. Quarter of a I century. Couldn't believe it. Um, it's also the first sequel of the decoms. Oh, yeah. No, it's not a sequel. It's oh, it's a Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-
Um, so, uh, Lauren Malty as Margie Hammond. Susan Brady is Astrid Carr, not the Astrid Carr we're we familiar know. with. Okay, she looked different to me. I was yeah, like, oh, she also has like she an less... Australian kind of accent. Yeah, she had an accent. accent. Yeah, yeah. It was, was like she, she was trying to do American accent. Was she less annoying than? Because I know we had a problem with the other mom. That's oh, right, I like yeah. her a lot better than the other mom. The other mom was just mean. Yeah. This one was like. This one had strict, a story. But... She had an arc. Yes. Huge story. Yes. Huge storyline. Yes. No, yeah. I liked this mom. I like. I would say this pivotal mom. role. Yeah. However, um, Robert Curtis Brown as Mark Carr, I liked him, but I also liked the original dad. He was yeah, fun. Yeah. The other dad was, I think, a little bit more of a zaddy to me. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So yes. this he was one more was playful for sure. This mm-hmm. one was fine, but not as attractive. So mm-hmm. well, let's put a pin on that. We'll a, okay. Yeah. yeah. Don't want to jump. The guy. Speaking of attractive, uh, Philip Riz Rise as Protozoa. Ah! Oh, ha, ha, ha. he's back, yeah. right? It's the same dude. Yeah, he's back. Um, Holly Fulger as Aunt Judy Kling Plank. Stuart Pinkin as Commander Edward back. Plank. John Getz as General Hammond. New guy. Tom Wright as Orion, who we know as Cutter, Cutter! From stepsister from Planet Weird. Oh, that was Cutter. Cutter looked very different. He also spoke like a human this time. Yeah, I, I think know. that's what it was. I don't know. He still kind of had a little bit of a like. I think, I think pr- yeah, that's his go-to American accent. Is slightly surfer dude. Oh right, because he's, he's the, Australian, right? Yeah. yeah. Because they filmed in their new their Australian studio. Actually, I don't know where they filmed this, but um, so that's what we got going on. Outer this space. This feels like yeah. This feels like a very like New Zealand sort of Australian vibe. No, you it's guys. It's also funny. Outer space. It, right, it's outer like space. It's like the outer, outer space, space right. that's above New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. Um, yeah. Film takes place in 2051. We're almost Two there, actually. After. Wow, that's that's wild and no one mentioned coronavirus at all in any so of these the movies. cause of all of See, this you guys, was coronavirus. It shows yeah. we're just we're gonna get past this and we're not even gonna talk about it anymore well so. do you think that's why these people went to the spaceship in the first place is to get <gasps> away from Maybe. coronavirus yes and that's why everyone in space is afraid of earth and thinks it's gross and dirty yeah and that's why most of the people are white no i'm just kidding <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so then part of 2020 didn't go well. Yeah. If that's what we're coming out with. I think Yuck. it's a dystopian future. Yeah. yeah. That's no, what thank you. is telling us. Well, Zenon. they're so afraid of Earth that this definitely is a universe where coronavirus happened. For sure. Yeah. And maybe, you know, it didn't go away. And it's so normalized in their society that they just don't even talk about it. Yeah. Oh, God. Did you get your shots? Yeah. Your Lysol shot. Oh, my God. Your bleach shot. shots. Jeez <laughs> Louise. Yeah. All right. So let's um let's blast on in. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah blast. Let's, bl- let's just blast off. 
Uh, so we open with a, a Star Wars crawl for context. We have a narrator. So funny. So I funny. hated this. So funny. It was like <laughs> it was like trying to be Star Wars, but they knew that most of their audience was young kids who couldn't read, so they had someone reading it. <laughs> yeah, there's a narrator. <laughs> and so the or space it's like day, pointless. You're like just just do a voiceover. Just your do your typical Disney Channel original movie voiceover at the beginning, and you're yeah. fine. Yeah, it was like just so you know. Xenon in the last movie did this, this, and this. And now yeah. she's respected and can go wherever she wants on the space day. Yeah. <laughs> so we see that the space day is still falling apart. It's under construction in a bunch of places. And Xenon sneaks into this like storage room thing. And this time she brings Nebula and she's like, Neb, I discovered a game. And they start playing this so-called game, which turns out to be the controllers for Plank's office that are opening and closing. Right. Which is like insane. Why does obviously. he have a like a door to the outside from his office? That's a really good question. Also, another question I have is if she's done this before, presumably, how did his office not get messed up before? Yeah. Because she's like played this quote unquote game before. And yeah, why would it? I guess maybe it's desirable to have a door to the outside, but you wouldn't use it. No, because it would kill you. If Is it, it like an office view? Office with a view? Yeah. Office with a door. Office with a door. <laughs> Corner office with a door to the space. But what's the <laughs> use of it? To go outside? But, like, why are you going on spacewalks? Guys, like, this is dangerous territory. You're asking too many questions. <laughs> We're one minute into the movie. <laughs> we have so right off questions. the bat, you're like, wait a second. It's like, oh, boy. We're in for a bumpy ride. <laughs> I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. So maybe we'll well maybe we'll come up with some answers to these things. So of course they go wild like playing this game, being like, This is so fun. Also, if they're in the future, why is this game so rudimentary? This is a nineteen eighties arcade style game, just saying. Yeah, well, straight up, very simple. But you know, it's maybe like it's vintage. retro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's like, I discovered a retro game in the bowels of the ship. It's like if you had Snake on your phone, you would play it. That's, That's true. true. That's, That's true. true. Who doesn't And here's snake? the thing, like, you know, right now, 16-bit games are all the rage with, you know, indie games, so that retro vibe is alive and thriving still in the future, you know? And, right, every 30 years, 20 or 30, it's cyclical, so in 2051. There you go. I'm gonna like it again. Um, so... Then we get this little very brief moment where presumably Greg has broken up with Xenon because she looks at her little pad thing and she's like, fine, you're breaking up with me? I'm breaking up with you. Or, you know, she doesn't say that. But that's it. We don't even hear from him. Yeah. Is this when he's doing Summerland? Is that the show he was doing? He was doing a CW show. Oh. Oh, maybe. Or oh, they couldn't get him. They couldn't get Greg. They, they couldn't, couldn't get, get Nebula. But yeah. they had to make the movie. They yeah. sent the script over and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> what do you think Greg would have done in this movie if he were in it? I don't know. So, like, when she lands on Earth, he helps her? Yeah, just, her. like, run arounds with them. Go yeah. horseback riding. <laughs> do weird, Greg weird, is creepy. so <laughs> unbelievably <laughs> forgettable that I'm like, oh, yeah, he was a weird stalker guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was cute. No. Yeah, exactly. We talked. No, 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 no. Sorry. No, no, no. So no. Xenon has to work. Uh, she basically has to do community service uh, like on Alien Watch uh, with this kid named Orion. 
and he's been looking for egg alien signals in the basement like a long time but it's weird because it's like that's what they're doing right because even though they're looking for other life no one believes that there is right. other life this is like a tossed away job sort of like oh this is a job that we're gonna put you just so you can do like busy work essentially yes um but it doesn't they sort of don't believe in aliens they you know they've never seen one before so why would one show up Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess so. it's you'd be more not believing in aliens if you lived in space for so many years and never saw any proof. Exactly, yeah. So they're just sort of set in their ways. There's like, we haven't seen an alien in forever, so they probably just don't exist, which is very, you know, egocentric, I think. It's like, okay, all right. Y'all really think you're the only ones in the universe? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how they get you. That's how mm-hmm. they get you. So Xenon does her first shift, and then she gets woken up by an alarm that Orion sets off, and she gets all, you know, freaked out. She goes to her mom and kind of complains about life and the fact that she broke up with Greg. And uh, next we see Protozoa on TV, and that he's been out of the public eye. People don't know where he is. What will life be like without him? And the military is taking over the space day, so... um, a, this general is arriving to yeah because the uh because of what Wyndham and Lutz were doing uh it basically pushed the space station off its course so they're gonna slowly get rid of different compartments um that aren't needed mm-hmm. right. yes, which like by the way detach. I need to talk about this they're like with all the shit that's coming out of what's his face's office and then they're just like jettisoning parts of an entire spaceship into space do they not know that they're like littering and all of that space trash is like gonna prevent people from actually going up into space like did you yeah. not see gravity like that shit wrote it stays I in mean, space it just you know kind of some same. things just never change i guess i mean we I do mean. it to the ocean well, it's yeah. just like the ocean stuff like eventually makes it the space trash just floats in space and so it, like it, it uh, you can't clean it up. No, Maybe but they're because hoping it'll launch into the sun. Yeah, because they think that they're the only people in the universe, the only life forms in the universe. They don't care about like tossing space garbage in space or just like ah, whatever is these three about cleaning up the space <laughs> trash z3 is just wally okay <laughs> well we'll see when we get to it <laughs> it's like you you press wally play and it's wig. just wally <laughs> <laughs> um okay so the what's his name general oh i already Wait. forgot it uh, general okay. dad General dad. dad arrives, yeah. and guess whose dad he is? Oh, Margie. Uh-oh. What an okay. awful name. Oh, man. Yeah, General Mar- Hammond. Just Margaret is fine. Margie feels, like, weirdly old, like older. Yes. Yeah, then Margie. Marge, Margie also feels sort of weird. That's such a weird name. Margie. Um, so... The first thing she says is, Gregory says hi. So it's like, why are you still letting this boy, like, not control, but, like, dictate everything you do? It's so Because she's a teenage girl. (laughs) And we know from the first Xenon, she was a bee. Yeah. And so. She was a bee? She continues to be a. Bee, buzz, buzz. Bee, buzz, buzz. Bee, 
buzz, buzz. And she says that she's in charge because her dad's head of the ship. So basically he's tied around her little finger and she can control anything. Which mm-hmm. is also insane because you think he's not going to do his job because of something his daughter says to do know. a high school drama. Margie has all the power. We saw that in action. Because the dad was like, you got to go to sleep. And she was like, I don't want to. And oh, he's yeah, like, honey. So and she was like, watch this. Uh, boo-hoo. And he's like, okay, fine. She's like, gotcha. <laughs> such, a weird, such a funny thing. He's like, you got to take a nap now that we're in space. <laughs> yeah. I but mean, you're right. It illustrated that point. It's a long journey. You should take a nap. Maybe she has a problem with being grumpy. Because, you know, adults oh, need yeah. naps, too. Yeah, maybe her circadian rhythms are off. So yeah. she should take a nap. She's yeah. actually really nice, but... Yeah, space, she just she's never naps. Nice. Yeah. yeah. She just never she's, naps. Yeah. She's a never she's nap. She's not a napper. She's not nice, never nap. When she naps, uh, she's very nice. Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay, the nap nasties. No nap nasties. <laughs> so Margie blackmails Xenon saying that she has to be nice to her. She'll tell her dad that the cars don't deserve to live out on the space station because that's the thing is they're going to be sending a lot of people down to Earth as they, you know, kind of clear out this space day and... you know try to make it all work again so she makes xenon do things like cut her toenail or cut her no like cut her her pedicures and like do her homework oh cut her food yes yes that's what i wrote cut her her toenail well i wrote cut her gross food and then i remembered the thing about the nails (laughs) (laughs) then i remember the pedicure thing and i was like did i mean foot no Cut her food, and the food looks so gross, by the way, because the way they, like, they, like, trade their food, as if Xenon's is more desirable. Yeah, they kind of talked about this in the first movie, is that they don't really have, like, good food. They have what they can find in space or grow in space. So not But then later on... Yeah? One of them complains about the food tasting like plastic on Earth, so... Who's right and who's wrong is my is my question. Well, here's the thing. You know how vegetarians or vegans or whatever, like, they try meat once and they're like, oh, it's so gross. It's like if you're used to eating yeah. one thing, you're not going to like the other thing. So. Oh, that's true. Because Xenon, she didn't say that. It was Xenon's friend, Nebula, who said it. And yeah. she's never been down to Earth before. So. Yeah. To her, so. she's like, oh, this food isn't good. I'm missing my cardboard lunch food. <laughs> Yeah. Also, maybe oh, she just got so bad food. Sometimes when you go on like Postmates and you're like, I don't know, this looks good, and you order it, and then it's like, oh, that was bad. That's true. We're generalizing food here. You're right. You know. Yeah. That's right. true because there is plastic tasting food on Earth too. Yeah. That's true. She All probably right. went to a really bad spot. She probably had like bad vegan, and it was chicken instead of chicken. Yeah. You chicken know? with an apostrophe and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She probably had my food, to be honest. I'm not a good cook at all, so. Yeah, it was weird. Oscar showed up and handed her a plate of food. <laughs> oh, y'all didn't see my movie? You know, I was in it. I, I yeah. played the, the, the earth chef. Yeah. <laughs> Did your scene get cut? That's so sad. I hate when they do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Weird. I had a three-minute monologue, and I didn't see the movie. I don't know what happened. I saw the director's <laughs> cut. Oh, so. good, good, good. Yeah. You saw my speech about uh, vegan. Uh, oh, veganism? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good, good. I fell asleep. <laughs> oh my gosh. The speech about veganism and then just, you just cooked and it was like cooked in silence for like two more minutes. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, you know. Don't know why that was cut. I wish that they would leave it in, but I think maybe we can find deleted scenes on YouTube. Yeah, for sure. 
So Xenon will go along with the games, but she's not going to roll over and play dead. So Xenon pulls a prank on Margie. This is where she puts the glue on her toenail polish, which always makes me cringe because she, she Mar- Margie takes off her Paul Frank socks. You remember Paul Frank? Paul oh, Frank. Yes, I remember. And she can't get the socks off because they glue, they're glued to her toes, but like also glue dries. Yeah, glue dries. Also, yeah. So you it's not like you're painting your nails? your nails and then you put your socks right on. That makes yeah. no sense. They're going to stick anyway. Exactly. Unless space rules are different. That's true. So maybe nail polish dries and glue doesn't. Um, what wow. if she, did we see her? I mean, we saw her putting paint on. What if she put the glue on the inside of the socks and not? Oh, <laughs> that would be the master move. Yeah, so she actually did paint her toenails, but then she put glue in her socks. Yeah, she gave her a really nice pedicure, but then just messed up the socks. Yeah. So Xenon's at her shift, and she gets a signal from outer space. She calls the commander, and he basically tells her that she's dumb. But Orion also says that there's nothing there, um, because it's like it's not a signal he's ever heard before. And her parents don't believe her, and all these kids start making fun of her in the hallways because she heard this signal. Everyone's just, like, ragging. And why? (laughs) Yeah, why? Also, those how would guys, everyone Those, know? like, two little twin guys were so weird-looking. Like, weird. So odd. Do you know which one, which two weird extras I'm talking about? Just those two kids in the hallway? Yeah, who were, like, making fun of her for, like, thinking aliens exist. Yeah, what she were they them, She's like, I don't know. She was they're saying, like... like signal, signal. Yeah. She's like, let me get at them. And she's like, well, they're going to kill who, the non-believers first. And then they shut oh, up. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Those guys look so raggedy. I was like, what? Y'all better, uh-uh. Y'all better clean up or something. These kids look so odd to me. You guys don't look normal enough to be talking like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? They're just putting up walls because they feel so insecure about Damn, these y'all poor are punching kids. up. Damn. These poor Punch kids down, are bullies. listening to this and being like, Oscar thinks we're raggedy oh, looking. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, they're still if friends and they live together. Yeah. Please write us. Please. We would like to please. clear this up. Please. So Margie's <laughs> in the cafeteria and she's like impressing everyone, meaning Xenon's friends, with her 3D Netflix uh, hologram thing. And she teases Xenon. Oh, the Zoom. Because she heard a Zoom. Zum. Zum. So they, they were saying Zum, I think, at her. Yeah. And so Nebula feels guilty, but she goes to watch the movie anyway because you know Xenon like tells her she can go because and the, Xenon and has the to weird thing about this in this device is that you don't need a CD or an extra device to put into it. So it's not like their normal like DVD or Blu-ray players that you need a Blu-ray disc. Everything is stored into this system, like the internet. Yeah, it's Netflix. Very much like the internet. So this movie again ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Or I would say, put a check on your D- DCOM scoreboard. In a weird roundabout way, they're still talking about the internet. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. So she hears the zum again on her shift. And she tells zum, the general zum, she's zum. hearing zum, 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 zums. And the general says that it could mean a malfunction and that the ship should be shut down. And, of course, you know, he's looking for reasons to, to just shut it all down. The commander tells her that she's not going to work there anymore. Her work here is done because he doesn't want her stirring up this trouble here. And the space day is falling apart. And again, mom is in 
a different kind of stress helmet, but again, stress helmet nonetheless. And um, the commander has, we see the commander's office is like now a closet because it's, you know, um, you know, emptied his actual office, which may have been a temporary office to begin with because why would his office be near the doors like we were saying? Yeah. Right. Anyway. Margie and Neb are becoming BFF because they both use the word fabulo. Fabuloso. 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 Yeah. And Xenon's jealous. And then Xenon gets a signal to her zap pad. By the way, again, pre- this predated iPads. Zap pad. Um, mm-hmm. And um, the message she says, it, it sounds familiar. And she, don't, she doesn't know why it came to her pad instead of you know, down below where she was before, but she did, it just did. It just did, okay. And so Orion comes to examine the sound, and it's zoom, zoom, zoom. <gasps> zoom that zoom, sounds zoom. vaguely familiar. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Make my and go boom, boom. Part of the space day gets jettisoned off, and we see it, like, detach from the ab roller. Into space trash, and hello. <laughs> Hello, yeah. littering, litter. You mean you know, once a human, always a human. We're just gonna. If there litter. are aliens, they're gonna be pissed that you're dumping shit in their backyard and they're coming to attack you. It's true, but we don't know what they're up to. Maybe they're doing it too, or maybe they're they're probably uh, higher higher intelligent beings, so they're mm. they know how to handle their waste. So, okay, so Nebula and Xenon are sneaking around doing something with a truck, trunk, and then Neb's family says goodbye, but oh, Xenon's yeah. not there. Xenon and Nebula have a heart-to-heart because Xenon's like, hey, you're hanging out with What's-Her-Face, and it's like, well, that's because you're so busy with your zoom-zoom-zooms, and she's like, blah-blah-blah, <laughs> uh, wh- wh- blah. and then Nebula's like, look, I didn't tell you this, but my family's going to be jettisoned off. We're going to Earth. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Xenon's like, why didn't you tell me? And it's like, cuz you were too busy with your zim zim zooms. And, <laughs> and then they have a, they have a, they get, you know, they make up. And then that's when she's like, I'm not going to let this happen. I'm going to stop this. So that's when she decides that she's going to sneak away with Nebula yeah. on yes. her plane. And this very much reminded me of when I saw the artists formerly known as the Dixie Chicks. Uh, in the concert chicks. because they had a concert in the round and the way they would get them on the stage is they would put them in these big equipment cases like for uh, instruments and they would push them like past the audience under the stage in those those trunks and you wouldn't know that they were there and then when I saw their concert once I, I saw the trunks well oh. that so reminds me it. of how Taylor Swift used to leave her apartment she- Oh, yes, yes, she does it, too. They would put her in a trunk and carry her out in a trunk. That's so wild. What? Yeah. Can you, you imagine? That's so sad. Wow, she can't sleep her level. apartment. That's Dang. so funny to look at because you're like, Taylor Swift is in that luggage that they're carrying out. <laughs> She's like, She's just so to leave your thin, house. Yeah. <laughs> it's Taylor. It's the shape of her body. Um, it's just her body if you, in a case. <laughs> If you've seen Gilmore Girls, you know that giant luggage uh, that uh, Lane gets for her trip to Korea. You know, the giant luggage that's, like, bigger than her. 
Oh, that, kind of. I kind of can remember. Yeah. Well, that's how big the suitcase oh, would have to be for yeah. me. <laughs> it's like a rolling suitcase, but it is just like as tall as she is. Yeah. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so wild. All right. So uh, she gets out of her trunk, but Marjorie's also there and stowed away. Oh, brother. Uh-oh. They go to see Aunt Judy. Aunt Judy believes in aliens. She believes this has happened. Aunt and Judy they decide- in her most Lisa Kudrow cosplay, I think. Oh. Oh. She was channeling some serious Lisa Kudrow vibes, Oh, I, I didn't even think. Oh, yeah, I could totally see that. So, um... So obviously Marjorie is going along with Xenon, even though Xenon's not happy about it. And they decide they're going to find Protozoa. And they're going to do so by listening to his lyrics to figure out where he might be. Because right. artists <laughs> always write about their location. That's, yeah. 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 I mean, if we're, I mean, Taylor Swift did. That's she true. wrote Welcome to New York when she wrote 1989. And then she wrote a song about her Rhode Island house on folklore. See? Mm-hmm. And that's crazy that an artist like Protozoa writes his own music, you know, so big ups to that. that yes. Even a pop he's, star in that mm-hmm. magnitude can write their own own music. So that is. Yeah, he gets he gets credit. He gets what would credit. what would the equivalent of Protozoa be in like our world? I like, mean, who's the, I wouldn't, who's the doppelganger. I wouldn't quite say it because he's definitely not this level, but I feel like they're going for like a prince type of thing. He definitely doesn't mm. give me that vibe, but I think it's because he's like. He plays guitar, he writes his own music, he's, but he's not, like, weird like Prince, you, you know what I mean? He's, like, yeah. he, you, And he's, I don't think, yeah, like, Prince is, I Prince think, is, like, otherworldly. And Prince, like, gravitates to, like, an old, like, I don't think kids listen to Prince, really, or, like, would go nuts over Prince. You're right, because he's more of, like, a teen sensation. Yeah, exactly. But I don't, because I don't think we have a teen sensation that plays guitar, mm. Like, like a Charlie Puth? No. That, I'm oh, trying to think the, of who is famous in 2000. You're thinking about a 2020. Because I'm thinking about who were they trying to write this based on Oh, in 2001. I think it's like a Justin Timberlake vibe or... I don't know. Yeah, like it that kind of... But you're right. I don't oh, know I know. anyone... Oh, I know. B.B. Mac. No, B.B. Mac! Because mm-hmm. then there would be three of them. Well, I don't Protozoa's think there was... Three aspects of BB Mac. All I don't think there was like one like male singer. It was always like females were alone because males were mostly boy bands. So I feel like this is like a male Britney Spears. But also in the first Xenon, I was under the assumption that Protozoa was not just a singer. It was the band itself. Yeah, it does seem like that. But then I guess in this one, they kind of make it seem like he has a band that plays with him. Yeah, exactly, but yeah. he is the artist. Like Dave Matthews Band and also Dave Matthews. <laughs> Protozoa Band and Protozoa. Protozoa. Mm. I mean, mm. he's just, you know, he is his own entity, I guess. That's Maybe right. There's, that's no there's, never, there's, never one, there's never been anyone like Protozoa. Right. And that's why he's such a big deal. Exactly. Yeah. Literally nothing inspired him. He inspired him. Uh-huh. So, uh, Protozoa films this video. He's like filming a, a message to his manager, I think, or his agent or something. And he says that he wants to reach new heights rather than being a burnout or a yeah. sellout. And then he says that he can't be president because there's that stupid rule that you have to be born in the U.S. to be president. And then I was like, ugh, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then he says that he can't be the Pope because apparently you have to be Catholic to be the Pope. Right. So he's like, what's left for me? There's nothing. I'll just hang out here. Those are the In two things. Nova. Yeah. If you want power, you're either the president or... <laughs> president or the Pope. Pope. Yeah. President or Pope. You know? Okay. <laughs> what is it? President, Pope, Jesus, Moon, Jesus, what? You know, in improv, the things you're not head head to. chair. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not just uh, listing random pa- things. Powder. Um, just like the most extreme, the most extreme. I don't know. The most powerful is the head of the NRA. <laughs> just kidding. Pa- the <gasps> most powerful. Yeah, he should have tried to go for head of the NRA. Yeah. <laughs> so, Turns out you have to be Catholic. Ugh. Oh, oh God. gosh. <laughs> So Margie's dad finds a message from her. Oh, okay. So Margie and Xenon go off on an adventure, just like into the forest. Mm-hmm. And Margie's dad finds a message from her saying that she was kidnapped. basically forced by Xenon, yeah, or kidnapped to go to Earth. Wow. This is messed up. And Xenon and Margie are just randomly like wandering around, bushwhacking. There's a spider uh, moment. There's a spider moment. And then they destroyed the web, which I thought was so rude. Uh, yeah. I mean, just walk it's around it. Rude. Just walk around it. You're, yeah, if you're, you're in their like habitat. That, exactly. Because, like, I sometimes have to ruin little spider webs near my house, but I'm like, this is my house, so yeah, exactly. I'm not walking through this. But, like, if it's their house, well, I'm not going to do that. We clearly know they don't care about other people's space because they're throwing trash into space. Good point. This is Good true. Point. This is an environmental Good point. This is an environmental story. Yeah. So Xenon's parents are playing chess with, like, vials as if in a laboratory, <laughs> and the general story. I just think in. they're rearranging their chemicals. That's all they're doing. Oh, they, oh, it they looks like they were playing chess, <laughs> but... They're just they, rearranging. They brought their work home with them. And exactly. Like, no, yeah. no, 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 this, is here. <laughs> this speaker belongs here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. But I like the purple one next to the green one. <laughs> so uh, the general storms in, and he's mad that Margie left and says that she went with Xenon. And Xenon's parents are like, nah, she's downstairs sleeping. But no, she pulled a Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. She pre recorded her messages to say, go away, I'm sleeping. Anytime they knocked, there. she's not there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. wow, And Aunt Judy sends them a message basically saying, hey, Xenon's here. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Again, Xenon and Margie are in the mountains, but they found the house. No problem. Easy. Easy peasy. So easy. Electric fence kind of thing that makes you laugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Like invisible tickle force field (laughs) boots. Um,. But Margie also is like, I'll never be the hero extreme. Because she's like d- z- jealous oh, yeah, of the we'll fact that Yeah, we'll find out Xenon, a little bit about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Xenon's like, you try too hard. Don't try so hard. And don't try to be me. Be you. It's like, oh, wise. Mm-hmm. So Protozoa is surprised to see them. Of course, he recognizes Xenon. And she explains about the alien signals. Margie is just stunned. She can't believe it. Yeah. Rachel's demonstrating. <laughs> um <laughs> Xenon wants Protozoa to go to space so he can perform for the aliens. And then and he's inspired, then right? And he starts writing new songs. He does. Yes. At first he's like, what? But she's like, what's more you know, extreme major than performing for aliens? And so we cut to mom and she's terrified of living on Earth, which is such a switch because we know Aunt Judy is scared, scared of space. 
And what's weird to me about this is mom is so like weird and antsy about living on Earth, but she's a scientist. So yeah. wouldn't she know? But she got like, that helmet on, which looks better, I think. It looks um, like a bike helmet. Yeah, but it's a new model. Remember the first uh, stress helmet oh, and how it looked, ridiculous it, like, knobs it looks? Knobs and Ooh. like like a hood Wild. with knobs. But I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really like this scene, the scene between the mom and the dad and the dad sort of having this like really great moment being like, listen, you used to be, she was like, she's like, I, 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 for, I used to love how to fly. I used to love how to, I used to love to fly. And now I don't, I don't know what happened, what changed. And he's like, you had a daughter, your priorities changed. I still believe in you. You can do this. Oh. And I thought it was so sweet. It's one of those, another weird gut punch decoms do where it's like you don't expect these sentimental things from the parents' stories. Yeah. But it's a little bit for the parents at home watching. It's like, yeah. 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 Cause, it was yeah. nice. I thought it was a nice touch. You don't it's catch true. it as a kid because you're. Yeah. You snooze through the parent scenes. You don't care. You're like, what the hell is this? Oh, it's being cool scared. That What's that some, about? <laughs> it's cool that they get some depth here. And that yeah. we get to we get time to see more. But of also, them. like I think there was a lot more of that happening earlier in DComs, and then we sort of forgot about it because people were like, "Oh yeah, this movie, this is for kids." So I like this like little injection. It, it was a very um, harking back to you know the OG DComs, you know. Mm, the OG, the ODComs. Hmm. Uh, so. Mom and dad try to leave Tuo to work in the lab, but they're under house arrest until Xenon and Margie return, which is, like, really scary. This government agent guy is just, like, stationed outside their door and tells Honestly, them they can't leave. I think we all need that right now. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, that's what we desperately right. need. <laughs> I need a man outside of my door being like, don't go outside. Yeah, I need a man. <laughs> outside my door to tell me not to. Yeah, yeah, outside yeah, your yeah, door. Outside right, your right, door. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. need a man. <laughs> Come on. I need a man that. outside my door. <laughs> I need a door. <laughs> I need a door. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Um. So Margie says that she told her dad that Xenon kidnapped her. Oh, but first, how do we find the aliens in space? And then Xenon starts to hack into her pad thing and finds a map in it and then gives it to Orion, like sends it to Orion to analyze it. And Xenon says Margie has to convince her dad to let them use a space shuttle so they can go fly out to meet the aliens. So, hmm. oh, now we're going to use the fact that Margie can manipulate her dad. Yeah. And but um, she calls in and it's like some weird it just goes to like kind of like a butt dial type thing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah she overhears. Yeah. He talks about how the real plan is to get rid of everything on the space station cuz it's going to fall <laughs> out of space cuz it's so out of the orbit or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, they're going to try to dis just dismantle the whole thing and Judy Here's, or Judy, it's a lot, there's a lot of like telephone that happens in this considering all the technology. So Xenon obviously tells Judy, who then tells Plank about this plan to just get rid of the space station. And Judy says that life is crazy and that Xenon has an uncanny ability to be right about these things. So we got to trust her. We got to trust that this thing is, is real. And so Margie asks why Xenon hates her. And they have another moment in their, well, like, 
this is a cop out because she's like, why do you hate me? She's like, I don't hate you. I'm just mean to everyone. And it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> but Margie asks Xenon why Xenon hates Margie. You know, so like she flips it too. She's like, why do you hate me? And Xenon's like, what? Uh, I only hate you because you're mean to me. Yeah, oh, she's like, well, that's just how I treat everyone. And it's like, yeah, Margie, she that's treats, a problem. Exactly. And that's basically what Xenon says because Margie has had a tough life because she's an army kid. So she's had to move around a lot, make new friends. And Xenon's uh, always looked to for fun and adventure. So she has her own problems. And Xenon ultimately <laughs> ends it by she's like, if you want to make real friends, start by realizing you're not the only person in the galaxy with problems. Which is like, oh wow, okay, real. I mean, it's true. The it's world true. We all have our own. You. We all have our own stuff, you know. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta remember, be kind. You know, be kind because you never know the struggle someone else is going through. Or what's that quote? You yeah. Know what I'm talking about. I, like I mean, that. whatever it is, I like that version. But yeah, 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 yeah. Be, be kind because you never <gasps> <Be> know. <kind. laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> Be kind. Because you never know what someone else is struggling with. <laughs> Mr. Potter. <laughs> I feel like that's like a Voldemort. Or was a Voldemort. Bo- Bo- Harry, doesn't he talk like this? Be kind. Anyway, not the person who should be giving you that advice. So Nebula and her mom are down on Earth, and they're just like talking about how Earth sucks, even though they're in this like really cute little apartment that looks like on a beautiful sunny day. Intergalactic Patrol arrives to ask Nebula about Xenon's whereabouts, which again is really scary. These two government agents come to the door to interrogate her, and then Plank asks to borrow a shuttle to see his girlfriend Judy, and for some reason he is per- he is granted this permission. And uh, Aunt Judy tells Xenon that she contacted Plank, and Judy also heard from Neb- Nebula, this is more of the... Um, telephone situation uh that agents are gonna arrive at her house and then they do and she hides she yeah she yeah they like ding her doorbell and she just leaves um so orion breaks oh orion breaks into freezing on's parents aunt judy races to nebula's house and mom and dad say they have to abandon the mission to xenon but Mom can fly a shuttle, so she has to be a part Look of at it. That. Yeah. So they all meet up on Earth, and then we cut to Mom piloting the ship with Orion as her co-pilot, and Mom is like so nervous, she's like freaking out, uh, which uh, kind of makes sense, but also, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. It may it would make me worried if my pilot was that nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but we I know she's str- she's always stressed all the time, but she's a pro. True. And she, yeah, because she's out of practice, but yeah, she's a pro, so she handles it and she calms down eventually. Uh, the military guys have a hard time finding Xenon, and Mom basically crash lands as the military guys find them on Earth. But they make it and they fly away. Yeah. Well, they have the same issues that they had with that one pilot in the first movie. It's like we gotta oh, cool the boosters. We gotta cool the boosters. <laughs> Come on, do I have to do everything around here? Yeah. That's right. Oh, I remember that lady. <laughs> I miss her. Um, so the general berate, berates Plank and Xenon's dad. 
uh, just like scolding them for letting all this happen and dad's like hey you know since we all have loved ones that are out there maybe we should just like hope that they have a safe return and just like be chill and so and and then then this time we cut again to the ship and aunt judy's on the ship but she's not scared of space travel this time you know, last time. it's that thing where you get used to it. You're like scared, but you like aren't you just did it a while ago. So, yeah. Yeah. And she's got to be brave for her sister. So, you know, she's putting on a strong face, maybe. Yeah. So Xenon just basically inspires everyone to live fully, like to live their best lives. You know, like everyone's so inspired by her. And um, the ship gets an alert that the fuel tanks are empty because Orion didn't fill the auxiliary tanks. Uh-oh. And they start to plummet even though they're in zero gravity, which actually I don't know yeah, how space works. I don't know how it works. It falls. And, yeah, I don't know. What's the science when, there? Yeah, I don't, no, know. Wouldn't I don't be, know any of it. It wouldn't fall. None, yeah. of, none of this makes sense. Yeah, but then they get pulled in by an alien ship manta ray that's very the abyss actually very the abyss oh i don't know james cameron movie the abyss it's great very much that it is like if you know the abyss you'll be like oh yeah this is exactly which came first you know the abyss that came out in 1989 those things also look like something from pandora which is also james cameron oh wow very jamesy oh my gosh maybe um the director's uh, name is just james cameron's pseudonym so actually james cameron directed this so these like rainbow pixels come on board and protozoa immediately starts to try to chat with them but guess what xenon can understand them and translate that they've been lost oh yeah because they go inside her brain and then they're translate they're going inside her mind and i guess she's into it i don't know yeah it's like can of worms where they can like tell you what they're thinking Mm, mm -hmm, oh mm -hmm. yes and so the aliens say they're like hey we lost our our navigational system we don't know how to get home but if you help us then we'll help you get home safely and everyone's like why didn't they just take our maps and then xenon says (laughs) taking without asking is not polite and they all laugh and laugh. Oh, so laugh. Very, very after school special. They yeah. so, they all laugh. I'm like, this isn't funny, but like I mean, I'm glad that they're nice aliens. There's yeah. there's something that Orion says in this moment, and I can't remember it. But I remember as a kid thinking it was like oh, so funny. Oh, I wish I knew what he says. I can't remember what he says either. But yeah, this whole moment is like what the heck. Um, <laughs> So the flying rainbow flutters into the space day and the the general doesn't buy that those were aliens. Even though he's not trying to be a mustache twirling villain, which is what he says a little too late in the movie. Yeah. Um, and Margie stands up to her dad and says that what Zeno did was thrilling and brave. And so the space day falls back into orbit and protozoa undoes his spiky hairdo and we see him performing a concert which is not a concert but a wedding i know what the wedding of judy and commander plank they did it they tied the knot after not seeing each other for a long time exactly they still wanted to be together i guess or maybe they're gonna be long distance still yeah and so protozoa plays a new song with his band that arrived out of who knows where 
And Margie surprises Xenon by saying she's going to stay on board to get to know Xenon better. She's because in love with they're her. they're in love. Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah. And Xenon, like, rolls her eyes at this, and she's like, fine. <laughs> Don't know why you're doing that. And then... <laughs> and then the weirdest moment ever. The we- Orion and Xenon lock eyes for some reason, even though there's literally well, been nothing. Yeah, he's, like, wearing them. a turtleneck, too. It's like, I clean up. <laughs> I don't watch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, she's into that. Okay. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. So bizarre. Oh anyway. My God. Wow. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the moral. What's the moral of Xenon the sequel? Um, I think Xenon said it perfectly when she said to Margie, you know, you're not the center of the universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, You're not the center of the universe. Just like a protozoa also learned that he's like, I don't, I don't have to be the center of the universe. I don't have to find the next big thing. You know, mm. that's true. I can I just think- be happy knowing that there's space trash and I'm contributing to it. Mm. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of a we all have our own gifts kind of moral because there's like xenon is you know. So crazy and inspires people to be crazy, but then um, I guess you can't be everything all the time. Maybe is that what they were going for? No, or I'm like confused. you can learn from other people too, because even the mom says when she has a heart to heart with Xenon, she's like, I thought that I would be teaching all these things to my daughter, but I didn't realize that my kids would be teaching me things. So yeah. yeah. So maybe the moral is that Xenon is the best. Yeah. And the rest of us are all It's Xenon's world and we are <laughs> yes. all living in it. Yeah, the know? galaxy doesn't revolve around you unless you're Xenon. Unless yeah. you're Xenon, exactly, yeah. My takeaway is, listen, if you want to impress your friends, you got to get a hologram with stuff pre-recorded inside. Mm-hmm. None of this bulky ass getting a CD and plugging it in. No, people want the pre-recorded stuff in there. Get you some internet if you really want to be cool. I can't wait until our Netflix is 3D. Yeah. Ooh. That's going to be cool. I wonder if there is like a net. I don't think that exists. I mean, I know that there's games in VR and that's pretty amazing. Well, Xenon predicted a lot of technology before. So I think it's only a matter of time. That's very true. All right. Let's talk about our Zaddy. It's our Xenon the sequel. (laughs) Zaddy watch. We didn't have Uh, Zaddy watch for original Xenon. We didn't. But we could talk about it now. I mean, how does this Zaddy right, compare to Xenon Zaddy? Well, I think that we all kind of were talking about it earlier, how Xenon Zaddy from the first one was, he was like more fun and playful. And hot. Kind of youthful. Yeah. You think it, looks-wise to me, they were kind of the same. Hmm. Oh. But that's just me. I thought the original one was a little bit more premium Zaddy hotness. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think that there was something there with the original one. The second one... The second one does get points for me, though, because he is, like, sentimentally mm. and mm-hmm. very, like, um, you know, uh, con- it com- like, comforts Comforting. his wife. Yeah. So he's good. He's good, you know, husband material for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. I think if But I he's wasn't... not nearly as hot as the original. Yeah. If I wasn't com- comparing him to his original self, then I would give him a <laughs> higher rating. But I feel like he's like a silver zaddy. That's exactly what I would rate him to. Yeah, Silver Zaddy. Silver sure. Zaddy sounds good. Yeah, I like that. So you're saying then the original was a gold Zaddy? Or I would a... say gold. Okay. 
I would say gold, maybe platinum, maybe platinum. Whoa, wow, wow. But okay. Yeah, I I thought Xenon's dad original dad was cute. Yeah. All right. He's a well. silver zaddy in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> well exactly. Xenon is an element, right? Is, is it? it? Or what am I thinking of? With an X? Something with an X? Xenon warrior princess. Xenon warrior princess. Let's say Xenon <laughs> is an element. What what was your point? Oh, my point was that that could be on the rating system of Zaddies because it's gold, silver, platinum, <laughs> etc. And Xenon, yes. And Xenon. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, all right. Let's cast ourselves. Mmm. Oof. Okay. Ooh, this one's tough. There's a lot of characters. There are a lot of characters. There's a and lot it of didn't characters. Feel like too, too many. Interestingly. It yeah. didn't. You're right. They yeah, did a like... good job of like the last time around. It was like Xenon was the only one going on this mission, and this time it, they had everyone go on the mission with her. Yeah. And it didn't feel weird. No, and everyone had their own little thing that was happening it wasn't just like i i'm taking up space yeah like everyone had their thing yeah it wasn't chaotic like Mm -mm. liked it great job um all right do we remember who we casted ourselves in the original i don't remember i don't remember i think maybe lacy was xenon yes and lacy continues to be xenon shout out to lacy mosley she's gonna continue being xenon we are are all living in Lacey's world. I aspire to be a Xenon. Man, that's amazing. I know. Who was... I don't remember at all. Because it would have been the same characters, pretty much. Yeah, I guess so. But, you know, for those of you listening... Oh, I was probably Aunt Judy. I had to be. Aunt Judy. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. For those of you listening, you can always go back and watch, and then yeah. you can tell us uh, whether it's the same or We're, different. Don't expect us to go back. We're and not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Absolutely not going to do that. We've been We're through outsource. We've been through a pandemic since. We can't remember. We can't exactly. That's we're right. We're changed. Yeah. We so no matter who we were in the first version, we're different people now. Yeah, but that's I right. think in this version, I'm definitely. Um, uh, I'm definitely Orion. Orion, that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> yeah. I that is incredibly accurate. Yes, because yes, I yes, will yes. go up to my crushes, stand there, wearing a turtleneck. Yeah, just stare at them, <laughs> and then when they turn around, they pull a whole Debbie Ryan. Like, oh my god, Mitchell was <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, no. Oscar, I don't think you're this person, but I think it would be fun to see you as this person. And that person is Protozoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Protozoa. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's fun. He's fun. Yeah. He's like, fun. I think you the could make a fun itself. Protozoa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that hair. Yeah, how that long do you think fun. that took? Oof. That was most of the budget. <laughs> I do have to say, listen, I have a picture of uh, Xenon staring at me back here for those yeah. watching um and there's something really interesting about the costume design here i mean they really went all out mm-hmm. with the sequel and don't you think that the costumes of xenon the sequel look very similar 
to Buzz Lightyear's costume. Oh, I didn't think of that. But yeah, I mean, they're like futuristic, I, I guess. Mean, Is that like a... But in yeah. terms of color scheme and even the way that the colors are blocking the, the, the outfit... Like, it just feels like, I mean, that green, that green oh, that the yeah, girls are that's that. Buzz Lightyear green right there. I can see that. And, and then I'm thinking, like, are we living in a universe where this is, like, Buzz Lightyear command oh. and Xenon universe? And if that's the case, oh. where is that crossover episode? Interesting. What I, what I thought you were going to say initially is that the costumes, to me at least, seemed better. Like, of better quality than the first one, which is mm. interesting because this is a sequel. And yeah, normally things go down. I didn't but. notice the costumes as much in this one as I did in the last. Th- these look more like spacesuits, where the other ones looked like futuristic outfits. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I think maybe just because of the shock of the costumes the first time around, you're like, whoa. <laughs> and then now you're like, okay, I know what I'm expecting. But there's one moment that I was like, this is the best outfit. I mean, the outfits are a mess, you know, for the most part. Now they don't age very well, but there's one that I'm like, this is so beautiful. And it was um, Nebula's mom had this amazing, like, puffy jacket. (gasps) That coat. Oh, my gosh. I saw that and I'm like, I want this coat. This is, Mm. like, the most beautiful coat I've ever seen. Those of you listening, if you know what I mean, hit me up because that was, like, the most beautiful coat ever. Straight up. Anyway, I gotta look that, the code. I don't let me remember. take the pin and put it away and then talk about casting. I and think Claire. it was just a silver puffy coat. <laughs> it looked Puff good. It fit her super well. And the way that it was wrapped, too, was like so cool. It was like in a way that these cold, other costumes. So she really wrapped herself <laughs> up in her coat. She's like, mm, yeah, long she made me believe the, <laughs> the coat was working as a statement, as a necessity. Instead yeah. of a fashion piece, you know. I'm cozy. I'm leaving my home. Yeah, yeah. The costumes yeah. were yeah. Also, um, we did not even mention Xenon's hair chop. Oh yeah, I think that's why I was like meh with the everything because I was like I was missing the fun hairstyles that she did in the first movie. Oh, I, did I didn't love even her new clock bob. that at it's all. It's a long, it's a long bob. It's very chic, but she is missing her little like hair. Bobbles. She's missing fun with it, and then also it's like very. It just makes her look so much older. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. I that's did the true. math. I think she was actually seventeen when they filmed this, and she's supposed to be fifteen, which is it's a big. Oh, difference. not bad. Yeah. Oh, not It's a big okay. difference. Not bad. Not bad. That's what not I bad. meant. Not, not bad. bad. Um, Terrible. Yeah, Claire, Claire, I do think that you are the aunt still. Yeah. Okay. If you were casting the first one as the aunt, you're, you're, you stay the aunt. So I didn't change it all. <laughs> no, you had growth. You got you married. You so much. I got married. That's true. That's you got true. Married. I got married to my long distance boyfriend <laughs> who I met once. I thought her wedding dress was a weird choice. <laughs> I yes. barely, it was like very 80s, right? Yeah, it was like she had this weird wrap on. Or like something. a headpiece thing? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, Let's rate it. Of, yeah, a lot, yeah. Anyway, the costumes. The costumes. Something. Time to rate it. Out of five, do, 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 do. out of five, I guess. Alien invasions. Zumzums. But polite invasions. Oh, out of five, Zumzums? Zumzums. How many Zumzums do you zum, give Xenom the sequel? Zum, zum, um, I'll give it a, a two and a half Zumzums. Hmm. It was just a, 
you know, right down the middle, Zum Zum kind of movie, like sequels always kind of, eh, the original was better. Um, It was nice seeing the cast again, even though half of them were recasted. I don't know. It was just like, it's like how Zoom, Zoom, Zoom was such a great song. And then I can't even tell you what the song that Protozoa sings at the end of this movie is. It was just Something like very lame. Galaxy. Oof, yeah, yeah, that was not. You're and right. It, there were no memorable bops. No memorable bops. And, you know, Greg, you know, I miss a guy that will just like stalk you instead of just standing <laughs> no, behind Rachel, you. No, Rachel, no. I like how this one's not about a guy, though, you know? Yeah, it's not about a guy, but a guy is there. and <laughs> Well, he sort of is stalking her at the end. He does have tendencies because yeah. he's staring at her at the end of the movie like uh, a freak. Yeah. Also, he was supposed to be smart, I guess, because he worked in this alien lab. But then he was mm. like so what? dumb because he like forgot to put the fuel in then it was like uh i don't know where i'm going yeah Sleeping. that was weird that yeah. was a nest like don't yeah. w- don't make him stupid all of a sudden yeah. i think they could have just run out of fuel but i did remember what he said i, I went back and i watched what oh. he said at the end of the movie when they were like being pulled into the alien thing he says uh they were like oh no we're about to be alien food and he's like uh Mom, Dad, I went to the Milky Way and all I got were these humans. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that part. Yes, yes, yes. I used Put to that think that t-shirt. was so <laughs> funny. That's what I want on my t-shirt. Yeah, but middle of the road, two and a half, didn't mm. need it. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to shock you because <gasps> I want to give it four zumzumzums. I think it's a great sequel. We have the same characters, but the plot is a different plot, so we're expanding the universe. Uh, it has a ton of characters, but it's not chaotic. The story mm-hmm. moves along. I I don't know. I like it. I buy it. I was interested. Also, it's fun to see these characters again, and also part of that is probably nostalgia. But I don't know. I think it's a really solid sequel, and also the, the music in this is really good. That I don't know if we mentioned that, but it's very it's very cinematic. I liked it. Yeah. Oh, like the orchestral. Yeah, the there was times where it sounded very Titanic. Yes, it's totally Titanic. Yes, the drama. Yeah, yeah. Well, it makes sense because James Cameron directed this movie. That's true. This is a weird mutation of James Cameron. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What if James Cameron like directed it and just it's wrote like a how fake name? John Hughes uh, wrote a bunch of movies later in life, but used like a different name. It's like yeah. this is a James Cameron yes, movie. Yes. Bill Marshall right. also is James Horner. Yeah. <gasps> wow. Or it's like um, how Tim Burton directed Mystery Men in Secret. Oh, he and did. Wrote a fake name. Well, that's oh. the big. That's the big conspiracy. Is that Tim Burton that's actually mystery. directed Mystery Men? Because the director is some nobody that nobody, oh. no one knows about. Well, his oh. mom knows him. <laughs> no, no, but uh, maybe. No, but maybe she forgot. His mom. She his forgot mom was about like, him. Who? Yeah, who? Oh, who? that's sad. Um, I'm going to give this uh, three, I think. It's it's not bad. And I do think the like sentimental stuff was successful. Uh but there were moments where I was checked out again. I do think the actor who plays Xenon is like really charismatic and like super awesome. Like I think she's like a really good actor. Yeah. Um. So it makes sense to do like the Xenon trilogy with such a cool name. But I think everyone else, like I, no offense to the actress who played Margie, but 
I didn't think Margie was that great performance-wise. I mean, Cutter, no, absolutely not. No way. Bye. Um, but, yeah, I think, Bye. like Rachel was saying, there was nothing memorable. Like, there was no moments in this movie that I was like, whoa, cool. Everything was just sort of like... And the fact that Raven Simone isn't in it, I'm a little like, oh, come on. Even though I love this girl a lot... And she is good, but the entire time I'm just thinking, ah, this should have been Raven Simone. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till you can get Raven back. I know, yeah. It's so they weird were just in a hurry to. Can you imagine being so in demand you have to choose between Doctor Doolittle 2 and Xenon the Zequel? I know. Two and then sequels. you go for the one that well, pays a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me later, we'll get to it, but there's a moment where the girl from Lizzie McGuire wasn't in the Lizzie McGuire movie. Hmm, and she said it was because she did a Disney Channel original movie instead. And it was like, hmm. What? But I don't think. But which one? Ooh, okay. I can't wait for that one. Yeah. We'll see. Dang. We'll see. Well, I think we've uh, run out of oxygen here in this section of the vault. And I think we ran out of fuel. And the moon's gravitational pull is pulling us down. So why don't we just get out of here and go to another section of the vault, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Let's try to get back to current time. I like that. I I like that. I like that very much. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right, right. well, that's it. Thanks so much for listening to Inside the Disney Vault. I'm Oscar. I'm Claire. And I'm Rachel. Bye. Bye. Wow, what an exciting adventure that was on Inside the Disney Vault. I'm ready to move forward. What is our next decom? Motocrossed. The what? Motocrossed. Motocrossed. Motor or moto Motocrossed. Hmm. Like motocross. Oh no. Motor cross. It's another sports decom! It's one that I really love. It is The Twelfth Night. The Twelfth Night? It is Shakespeare's The Twelfth Night adapted. Oh, what? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's Mulan. It's Mulan. Yeah. It's Mulan. But it's The Twelfth Night more than Mulan. She's the man. It's She's the Man. But with motocross. Well, well yeah. is it, but is it Ladybugs? What? Uh, no, because Ladybugs is opposite. What's Ladybugs? Ladybugs is Jonathan Brand. That's his name, right? Jonathan Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. Jack K. Harry. Jack K. Rachel. Oh, <gasps> Rachel. <gasps> I'm sorry, was that on Disney Channel? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it ran on Disney. I cannot believe you. Oh my god! I don't. Unfortunately, I really, really think that movie does not hold up at all. I think it's. Very, oh, it probably very, doesn't. Very bad. But I, you can tell that to my my young ass. I was like obsessed with that movie. I did. Uh, me too. If I it's loved not it. a Disney movie, I've never seen it. Wow. Mm, it well, probably isn't because there was I'm, some now stuff I in there it. for grownups. No, but anyway, Ladybugs, check it out. Uh, but Motocross, for those of you who have Disney Plus, watch it on Disney Plus. It's streaming there. Um, and if you have anything to say about it, you can um, send us a message on Instagram at Inside the Disney Vault or ITDV Podcast on Twitter. Nailed yeah. it. That's Nailed Inside that. the Disney Vault. ITDV. Yeah, I have to yeah. like really think about that. But I did it. 
Yes. I wonder, you could probably find it just by searching inside the Disney vault, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Maybe. I don't know how Twitter works. Let us works. know. Tweet let at us. us. Let us know how you found us. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Tweet us to let us know if you can find us on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Tell us how we should be doing our job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, great. Awesome. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, kind of. I'm scared. Honestly, I'm nervous. I'm nervous that another sports decom Don't is going to let me down. No, no, no. The, no, I, this is good. Yeah, also, this one's love- one that people like a lot. Oh, Not to spoil, okay. but I also love the mom in this. And by the way, the mom in this is the mom from Erie, Indiana, which I have been watching, and she's great. <laughs> nice. Okay, Just great. Sense. Things to look forward to. I'm I, very there's scared. romance, so I'm <laughs> looking for. There's to romance this. in this one. Oh, Rachel likes there's romance decoms. Yeah. There's romance. Um, there's bromance. But is there there's... magic? Uh, no. Movie oh, magic. damn! Damn. Okay. Well, you know. Whatever. It'll be fun. Oh, All I'm right, sorry. So... It's about close-up magic. Just kidding. <gasps> this movie is about close-up magic. Love it. In addition there to everything. There is a Disney trailer to a movie about magic, and I can't wait for that one. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Oh. Oh. Uh, well, I'll see y'all next time when we talk about motocross. All right. Bye. 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 Oh, dang. What's going on inside the Disney Vault, listeners? Are you ready for a promo? Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. And we're the hosts of Hella Hella in Your Your 30s. 30s. A podcast about a cool couple trying to do adult stuff. So each week we invite you to join us as we try to learn things we should probably already know. Like, how does a stock market work? Can we install that bidet? Why are all of our houseplants dying? This is a podcast for people of all ages. Because remember... Age ain't nothing but a number. But being Hella in Your 30s is a state of mind. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. Campfire.